tonic drink and all this. You didn't even ask me what I was drinking. No. I'm just drinking a cup of water. And her, um... My, my Stanley Deep that's very nice, and the top has broken once, and I replaced it with a, um, like a Yeti cup top. Oh, so it's double dupe. Okay. Hey, guys. Hello. I'm here with my mom today. Left, so. left from the car. Yeah. We're in, um, <coughs> our own parking lot today in the driveway. Um... So, Mom, do you want to introduce yourself? Well, I am Melody Green. I'm Jackson Green's mother. Um, I am Let me a... my steering wheel. Oh, okay. Um, I'm Melody Green. I'm Jackson Green's mom. Um, I also have one other daughter, Jane. And I'm married to Ben Green. I feel like everyone listening to this knows that. I know. So okay, married. so I... Um, few things about myself. I am a teacher. It's my 20th year teaching. Really? Yep. I've taught fourth grade and sixth grade, um, and I've loved both of those grades. Um, middle school has a special place in my heart. And Stop moving your life. Sorry, I'm, I'm nervous. Nervous? Um, let's see. I've taught now for 20 years, um, and I enjoy my family and traveling and visiting with friends. I like to go places. We don't really travel a lot. I, Daddy and I do some. We do travel. We do travel. Why do you say we don't travel a lot? We do travel. Um, anyway, that's that's pretty much me. Wow. I grew, I'm a pastor's kid. I'm a preacher's kid. Mm -hmm. I grew up. Oh, yeah. My dad's a pastor. Share your testimony. I forgot to say Oh, you that. want me to go ahead? You're just yeah. coming right out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. So, I um, grew up in, I was born in Texas. And while my dad was in seminary, and when I was one, we moved to Georgia and lived in Albany, Georgia, and then in Thomasville, Georgia, until I was, um, until I just finished seventh grade. And we moved to Selma, where my dad was a pastor there. Um, and my testimony, though, goes back to Vacation Bible School. I have a good Vacation Bible School come to Jesus testimony. Um so when I was in third grade at Vacation Bible School, I came to know the Lord, and um, my dad was sharing just the gospel presentation um, in VBS one morning during our just assembly time, and I came forth and committed my life to Christ. Um, so, I mean, I was raised with both of my parents loved Jesus and um, were very authentic about their faith and um were strong in ministry, but also very um, strong in the relationship with the Lord and um, teaching us those things at home. And so it had always just kind of been in the fabric of the way that we did day-to-day -day life. So, um, but I committed my life to the Lord then and then grew in different periods of growth throughout middle school and high school. And then um, really, really, really grew in my relationship with the Lord in college um, through a ministry called Campus Outreach. That's my cool. general testimony, yeah. And if you guys didn't know, her mom is Debbie, Debbie. who was on the podcast what? a while back. What? So maybe you made it on there before you. She did. She's cooler than me. I'm not wow. going to argue with that. She's much cooler. Okay. I have a 
lot of favorite verses. She was on her. I was because this. I was looking at. I mean, I really do have a lot. Um, you don't have like a life verse. You just have. More. You know, I don't really ever have. A, I really don't have a life verse. I mean, I I would say I have verses for seasons of my life. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, like at, in college and especially my twenties, like my favorite verse was you will keep in perfect peace. Those whose hearts are steadfast because they trust in you, which just means that, you know, trust is going back to being steadfast and focused on the Lord. And that's where perfect peace is. Um, I love the verse that comes from, I'm going to read you this one because I love this one. Psalm 41, 3, 5 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. And I love that because I feel like it says that the Lord hears us. Like everything isn't always perfect and wonderful. I mean, we live in a broken world. So there are things that we encounter that are just, they're just tough. Like they're just not fun. Um, and I love this verse because it talks about how he hears our cry, but it also talks in the sense of when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and he pulled us out of that miry clay. And I love when it says he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God, um, because that's so true of the gospel, but I also think that that is so true when life is just hard. Sometimes I think just asking God to put praise in my praise in my words and in just my attitude towards life, I think there are just so many times in life that we have to ask the Holy Spirit to be near and put a song in our heart that's a song of joy to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, Psalm 40 has been one that has definitely been encouraging to me in the last um, several years. So I kind of I kind of go with verses and seasons, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So that's one of my... That's one of my favorites. What's your best life advice? Mm. Best life advice. For all of life. Yeah. Not just for a certain stage of life. Not for all, all of life. life. If you could give. Mm-hmm. I think I think one of my best pieces of life advice, because I feel like that I'm reminding myself of this all the time, is that is that, um, let's see, how can I say this? It kind of almost comes down to the big idea of don't take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times I, I like, you know, it says in the Bible, many are the plans of a man's heart, but God places his steps. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to make plans. I like for things to go a certain way. <laughs> um, if they don't go that way, it just irritates me. Um, And, you know, in Sunday school, we've been learning just a lot about how, you know, the Lord is the one that um, gives us perfect peace, that my heart is steadfast on Christ. And because of that, I can walk 
in peace, no matter what the circumstances, like that big piece of advice, you know, just in making sure that I'm checking my heart so many times and saying, where's my peace coming from? Like, is my peace coming from everything working out the way I want it to, or is it coming from, from the Lord? Um, in Sunday school last Sunday, um, Owen Stubbs is teaching our class. He's done a great job. Um, and he said that our only hope in this world is prayer and meditation for a life not loved of being in control, but on faith and peace in God. Mm-hmm. And I think faith and peace in God is really where a lot of that comes from. Mm-hmm. I really like that. So that would be my life advice yeah. is for faith and peace to be in Christ and not in my circumstances and what I can control. Mm-hmm. That's good. What is the best advice you've ever been given? Best advice that I've ever been given. Um, you know, a lot of the best advice I've ever been given really is scripture. Um, to work at whatever I do is under Christ and not under man. Um, you know, I, that, that I played a lot of sports in high school and that definitely rang true. And even in school and in family and in different things, I think, um, you know, working is unto the Lord and not in demand. It's a big piece of advice. Mimi and Pop told me a lot and, um, you know, others that I want to follow in their leadership as far as just they're my friend or whatever. I see them consistently being faithful to what the Lord called them to do and not just trying to impress people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like my life verse. Mm-hmm. Just Galatians 1 10, but I said that a lot on here. <laughs> what is, hmm. What's your favorite thing about being a mom? Favorite thing about being a mom? Because, you know, we have lots of viewers that are yeah. mothers. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite thing is I, I really do love watching you and Jane at different stages learn different things. Mm-hmm. Like it, sometimes it's hard, you know, because you're learning new things. But I also think that it's, it's exciting and it's enjoyable. And there is something about taking care of someone else and taking care of, you know, people that are entrusted to you that's a big responsibility and one that I think is special so yeah. mm-hmm. is that it is that it is that all you're gonna ask me no 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 is okay. that it oh I mean I've just enjoy I enjoy watching you do your majorettes and and I love watching you be involved with with BYG and you know, talking about all your different experiences that you have and how you're growing. And I think seeing you grow in your relationship with the Lord over the last couple of years has been one of my favorite things about ever being your mom. You know, seeing what you're learning and what God's teaching you and see you live that out in different ways. Um, that by far has been one of my favorite things. I mean, when you're little, you're really, really, really cute, right? You say like really cute Mm -hmm. things, but I think as you get older, just seeing God's work in your life in such tangible ways is just one of my favorite things. Mm What's your best, how do I put this? What's your best like Christian work? Or advice, you know what I mean? Like I asked my friends, Christian work. felt like Christian athlete advice. What's your best like Christian like like workplace advice? Well, you know, I I pray often that 
people will see the way that I respond to things and ask what the hope is that's within me. And I think that's what we're all called to do, you know. Mm -hmm. And even when you said Christian, you know, athletes or workplace, you know, you were talking about how to phrase Mm -hmm. the question. Like, I think, I think a lot, like even when I was in high school and college, um, I never wanted all my friends to be believers. I wanted them to all become believers, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I always was really careful that I wasn't only surrounding myself with people that knew the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like we're called to share our faith and to to be light in a dark world. And my a lot of times my closest, most confidant people were believers. Mm-hmm. Um but I wanted I wanted other people to know to know the Lord too, and so one of my biggest biggest pieces of advice in in any kind of workplace or athletic arena or anything is is that people would look and ask what the hope is within me that they would look at my life and ask and and be able to see the joy of the Lord in the way that I respond in the way of of how I work. Like I hope that people can look and and say she really works hard like she's working not unto man necessarily but unto something else like what where's her hope coming from and Mm -hmm. where where is her joy coming from and um what is it about her like I've always that's always been my prayer in in the workplaces that others would ask the hope that's within me that they would be encouraged and that I wouldn't be so task oriented that I lost opportunities to encourage people. And that's one thing I would definitely say, you know, if there's somebody that's new to the workforce mm-hmm. or or new to um, even a sporting team, a sports team, or a, new to a group, is to ask yourself, how can I minister to the people that are here? And sometimes that's as simple as writing somebody a note and just saying, hey, I'm thinking about you, or sending them a text and saying, hey, you know, I heard that your mom was going through this. I've been praying for you. Just wanted to check in. I think um, on the guys podcast a few weeks ago, um, they talked about that, right? And in, mm-hmm. in checking back in with people. Um, I think that was Chris that talked about that, yeah. wasn't it? He <laughs> talked about just checking back in. Shout like, out Chris. If you're I, yeah, shout out to Chris. I heard the podcast. But he was talking about, you know, it's not just telling people, hey, I'm praying for you, but it's showing them that you really do care. Like mm-hmm. that you check back in and say, hey, I've been praying for this. How did this go? Or, um, you know, I had a friend one time and she used to, put in her phone an alarm to go off on different days of the month where she would specifically make an alarm to text that person and just to say, hey, I've been praying for you about this, this, and this, you know, Um, and I I think that that's so intentional and so helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, sometimes I've had the opportunity to reach out to somebody just to encourage them because they've been a blessing to me. And so I've been able to write them a note and tell them how great it's been. Um, And sometimes it's been an opportunity to be able to reach out to somebody who's who really hasn't been nice. You know, and just say, hey, I just appreciate you and just want you to know that I appreciate this, this, and this that you do for for our community or our school. And it's changed my attitude towards them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just think it's important to ask if if you, if the Lord is working in and through you to other people. Mm-hmm. Weeks ago, it was either Mungo or Pocket. So if I say the wrong one, I apologize. But I think it was Mungo. And he said, that, like, if you were actually... I don't know. I'll just say I heard it at BYG. Okay. And it was like, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean like, oh, yeah, she went to church all the time. It's right. like, would the people that 
like if they pulled in random people right. that spend time with you, would they be able to be like, oh yeah, she was a Christian. I know this because yeah. of this. Right. And I thought that was really good. That is good. Like evidence of your faith. Mm-hmm. Like we know that we're, that we're not saved by works, mm-hmm. you know, but an evidence of our relationship with Christ oftentimes are things that we do and how we respond and mm-hmm. that there's evidence of that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, hmm. what is, I feel like this podcast has just become like a full, I feel like there's a Briarwood plug every single episode. No, that's okay. But what is your favorite thing about Briarwood? Um, well, dad and I, our connection with Briarwood first started back in college. Dad joined Briarwood in college because of Campus Outreach's connection. Um, and he just felt like it was a good church home. So we have been going regularly to, to Briarwood since the Sunday we got home from our honeymoon, which is funny. So we've been at Briarwood over 20 years. Um, and we have always loved um, just the sound teaching that's according to God's word. That's always been a big ministry to your dad and I. But also, I mean, there are friends that we've known now for 20 years that we've grown up with. You know, we were newly married and we've watched each other have children and um, just go through so many different changes in life. And now those are just some of our dearest friends that are like family. Um, and I adore that about my church family. Um, so I would say just the people and also the, just the commitment to God's word, mm-hmm. just that it's, that's so much, everything that we hear, um, at church is just aligned to God's word and his truth. And mm-hmm. I just have been so thankful for that. How did you and dad meet? Oh, it's the perfect love story. Okay, well, for those of you who don't know me, um, if you know Jackson but don't know me, so Jackson's tall. Tall genes run in our family. Yeah. Um, I am 5'10 and a half, and um, I grew um, four inches in between 7th and 8th grade, so I was short, and then I was ridiculously tall, and never really... um, knew anybody that was really, really taller, like a whole lot taller than me. Um, and so I went off to Montevallo to school and, um, Mr. Ben or Jackson's dad, um, did too. And I noticed him like the first week we were there because he is six, eight. And when we would go, when my friends and I would go to the calf, which is just the cafeteria on campus and eat, um, I always thought that he was so cute from across the calf because he was six eight, and I had never seen anybody that tall ever. So I had a big crush on him my freshman year, <laughs> big crush, and it's really embarrassing. He says that I followed him around. I don't think I did. I really don't think I did. But that first summer after my freshman year, um, I decided to go with Campus Outreach to Summer Beach Project, and he did as well. And we had met before, but nothing um, not really ever had a conversation but this is what was interesting so we both went to beach project i still say that i don't think he even knew that i existed that whole summer he definitely oh no this is beach project this is beach project yeah australia i read those journals yes no this was beach project my room of girls at beach project we asked some guys out on a group date but never really told them who asked who and he never realized that i was the one that asked him and he led, like, once a week on the beach, he led a prayer time for Montevallo. 
um, for anybody that wanted to come from our campus. Um, and I never missed a week of prayer on the beach. Like, I was always faithful because I had a massive crush on him. I still That's don't think it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I did want to, I did have a burden for my campus, but I mean, I was like, if Ben Green's leading it, like, oh I'm going to be there. He was definitely my beach project crush. So we came back that fall. I asked him to my sorority formal. I was a Chi Omega. Go Chi. Um, and I asked him to my formal. And I mean, I, Mimi and I, my mom and I shopped for like the perfect formal dress. I thought it was awesome. I got my hair cut. My hair was super short in college. I got these new highlights. Opposite of And he, to this day, says it was the ugliest thing that I've ever worn. He didn't tell me that at the time. I was about to say. Um, but anyway, as the year went on, we just kind of got to know each other. And Christmas, around Christmas that year, we both went to Christmas conference, um, which was in Atlanta. And John Piper was the major speaker. And he was unbelievable. It was an amazing conference. Um, and we didn't go together. We just met our campus outreach friends, you know, up there. Um, but he and I stayed in the hallway several nights just talking about things that John Piper had said and our thoughts on them and just God's word. And I left, um, I left having grown in my fate, but also with a massive crush on Ben Green from Christmas conference. So that spring, um, there was, well, okay, let me back up a little bit. My freshman year before beach project the main way that we met was because i was eating in the cafe really late one night and with some friends and he was too but he was sitting there reading his bible by himself and i went by him four times and then finally i went back by and grabbed a fork for the fourth time from the serving line and walked back by him and stopped acting like i just happened to get a some more silverware and told asked told him that I thought it was really cool that he was reading his Bible in the cafeteria and I asked him what he was reading and and what was odd about that is I don't like I was so not my personality like I really I know that he says that I followed him around but I really did not I didn't I was I, I didn't I really did not follow guys around like I wasn't that kind of personality that always knew all the guys on campus and introduced myself like it was just not my personality um so we had met and gone to formal at this point, many different, you know, hung out and spent hours at Christmas conference talking. And that spring, we just started spending more and more time together. And both had decided, we had both been asked separately to go um, with Campus Outreach to Australia for the summer. Um, and anyway, the more and more time we spent with one another, um, it was just very clear that I really liked him more than because he was 6'8". And so, um, we ended up dating before Australia and then the next, um, fall, this is a really funny story. So the next fall, um, he had pretty much decided that he was going to ask me to marry him. Um, and what was funny is he asked Poppy if he could marry me and Mimi and Pop knew that he was probably going to ask me that. And so before, um, or he, he met with um, my dad, and my dad said, you do whatever the Lord is wanting you to do. Um, and that's it. And Mimi was so mad yeah. that he said that he could marry me before I graduated. But anyway, that's what he did. He proposed, and we were married the next August. And then I still had one more year at Montevallo, so we lived in Montevallo together. But we, um, 
we fell in love at Montevallo and campus outreach had a huge play in that because of a lot of the different ways that we were growing in our faith um, was during that time. So that's my story. Yeah. Else you want to ask? Um, okay. So what would your advice be to a high schooler, to a kid let's 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 I be specific questions on people all the time okay, <laughs> but let's be specific like yeah let's be specific so let's let's say kid and byg so kid in the youth group that start in high school right they're coming up they're starting high school they're getting ready for their ninth grade year and they say jackson what advice would you have like is there something that you some kind of advice you would give me before i start high school i feel like it's like cliche but just be kind to people Mm, that's so true because you literally have absolutely no idea what anyone's going through Mm -hmm. and like that's a good life that's a good piece of advice for life yeah you know and just like don't love your opinion more than you love somebody else Mm. like and also oh i saw um that's a good one we're not we're not here to win arguments we're here to win souls Mm -hmm. and i feel like if you remember that like it's not about you always being right because even if you think you're right or even if you are right you know that's Mm -hmm. not what's important because if you sit there and you argue about it they very rarely change their mind in the moment right and then they just you're just mad at each other no it's like so yeah i think that's 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 a good one that's a good life piece of advice though Mm -hmm. just be kind like it's you get so much more from being kind and if you think about people that like i i just people that i Wish I could spend more time with and don't get enough time with. Like, Miss Delica at Berry is one of my favorite people, mm-hmm. you know. And you can see her love for the Lord just by the way she treats people and talks to them. Like, just the way she talks is just kind, yeah. you know. And I think, gosh, I just, that, that to me, it's just always better to be kind. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I just, like, I feel like that's how I want to be, like, known and remember it. It's just, like, like I don't have to be, like, you know, the coolest or, like, the prettiest. But just, like, people like, oh, yeah. Like, if they, mm-hmm. even though they don't even remember my name, they're just, like, open up their yearbook. Like, oh, yeah, she was kind, mm-hmm. you know? Because people will remember how you treated them. Yeah, she she gave me a pencil mm-hmm. and I always I always say the person you're mean to, you could be sitting across the table from trying to get a job from them one day. Yeah. And they're going to think they were real, they were kind of mean. One thing that I always... I loved this story that Gigi told me of um, Uncle Joey had just a mean professor in college. And mm-hmm. I remember this, if there's anyone that, like, is mean to me that's maybe, like, you know, an adult or a teacher or something. I have great teachers. But, like, um, he had a really mean professor, and Gigi told me and Zoe this story. But he, um, he had a mean professor, and he would always pick apart him and his, like, faith and everything like that. And one, when before he was about to graduate, Bear wrote the guy a letter, and Gigi wouldn't let him send it until after Uncle Joey had walked Mm -hmm. across the stage and graduated. But at the end, he said, like, one day, it was like, something's gonna come to your doorstep, and you're gonna want somebody like Joey Green standing between you. It was like the wolf or something. Mm -hmm. You're gonna want someone like Joey Green standing between you and the wolf. And I just thought that was so good. Like, I don't know. I just, I remember that. Mm. It does matter. It matters how you treat people. That's for sure. That's for sure. But anything else? I don't know. I mean, anything else you were interested to ask me? I know. Um, (laughs) What's a character trait that you admire in people? Like, 
for example, like I, I do, I really do admire in people, people that find ways to be kind. You know, like mm-hmm. when you were talking, I'm like, that's a character trait that I pick out on people. Or people that just seem to be very interested, like genuinely interested in the lives mm-hmm. of people. You know, not like creepy, like genuinely. Yeah, no. I, um, what's a character trait that you're like, that character trait just always sticks out to me about people. I feel like I love people that are like, like you said, like are just very interested. Because like, I don't know. Not that I like to talk about myself all the time, but I talk a lot. And I love it when like you're having a conversation with someone and you say stuff. And then one, they remember it, and two, you know, like, they bring it up again. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm just going to put a plug in here. I'm obsessed with Tom Holland. <laughs> I talk about that way more than I should. And my best friend, Jenna, who we communicate through text because she lives in Auburn. That's solely the way we communicate. And I'll have something I want to tell her, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, look at this cute p- photo that Zendaya posted of her and Tom Holland today. She does not care at all. Yes. Like, she doesn't give jack about that. But she'll be like, oh, my gosh, so cute. And that didn't take her any effort to, like, right, right. send that. But she did. And, like, that, like... Makes you feel validated. That makes me feel validated. Then if she just left me on red, you know, yeah. or, like, I just... Yeah, I I, I love that in people. And then also, like... I don't know. I just love people that are genuine. And people that are funny. Yeah. I love people that laugh. are funny. Yeah. Laughing is my favorite pastime in the world. Humor is one of my favorite qualities in people. Like, Julia yeah. Ivy literally can make anyone laugh in any situation. Yeah. Like, she talks, and it's not that that's not a rug, she talks and I laugh. But, like, she literally can say the most random stuff, and it's yes. hilarious. Those are some of my favorite people. Yeah, I totally agree. And and a lot of times, those people just don't take themselves too seriously a lot. Mm-hmm. Like they, and and that, because they don't even realize how funny they really are. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you've said that before, too. People that you've noticed that you said that about Miss Howell. You would say yeah. she doesn't even realize how funny she and is. And my health right? teacher. Yes, like you don't even realize how funny you are. And I, yeah, I, I really, I appreciate humor in people. Yeah. I do. I appreciate humor in people. Okay, but favorite book that you've read lately that you would recommend to somebody? Oh, The Last Ever on the Moon is my favorite book. I still ever. haven't read it. I still it's have to read it. It's so that. good. And I recommend it to all my friends. They always hear about my moon book. Because it's taking me, it's like 800 pages long. And at the beginning, he even is like, this is such a long book. And if you don't think you're going to finish it, like, read this, this, and this. Because he knows mm-hmm. you're going to read the entire thing. But it says, um, in one line it says, In the drama of grace, you are offered an opportunity to be a different character. The gospel portrays you as a damsel in distress. The trap of religion is that it entices you into thinking you're the hero. The gospel only has one hero, and you are not it. Neither am I. That is good news. It's a relief. It means that tomorrow the weight of the world will not be on your shoulders. It is your job to bask in the glow of the one whose problem it is to keep things ticking. You and I are along for the ride. And then he goes in to talk about how we are, our job is to be the moon and it's not to be the light, but to reflect the light. Mm. And I just thought that was really good. Um, but what is the big quote that I say all the time? You probably know when it's like um, about the moon. Oh, I look up at the sky, see the moonlight wander, the explosion of the stars, and I ask God, how is it that you even noticed me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. That'd I use that one all lyric. the time. That's I know. a good song lyric. <laughs> yeah, that's you, really you good. You guys start singing to us? Yeah, that sounds good. No, but here. Here's here's a... This is kind of a long page. I'm going to read this. Um, he says, when I see it... He's talking about the moon, and he says, when I see it, I found myself calming down. I take a breath. You send us a companion to always be with us, reflecting the light of our sun in the darkness of night. When I'm afraid, I will trust in you and take great comfort from the nightlight you left on for me. When we lift our eyes to see the moon, we are connected to every human who's ever lived. Our lives look different from those of Abraham, 
of Abraham Winston Churchill, Aretha Franklin, Chris Farley, George Washington Carver, Amelia Earhart, or Barack Obama. Yet when we look up to the moon in the night sky, we see exactly what they've seen. Not just similar, it's the same. We are not on Endor. There's only ever been one moon above our Earth. When I am stressed or scared, I like to look to the moon and remember all those who have gone before me and the fact that on many nights they probably looked at the moon while they worried. And then he lists people from the Bible and gives like the verse. Hmm. And he said, the problems they have faced have come and gone and the moon shines on. This is now your time to shine. And then he says, David called called the moon God's faithful witness in the sky. Um, I just think that's really mm, cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like so, that a lot. I definitely recommend that book because I literally have to sit there in class with like my highlighter and I'll just yeah. read through it and it's really good. So That's awesome. Um, yeah, I really... Excuse me, I'm yawning. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It's I have to go back to the last yeah. question. What? About, book? no, people that... Qualities, because okay. talking about that made me think of it. I love people that make other people feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. That's a gift. That's a gift. It is. Like, that's not something you can fake. Like, that really is something that you're, a way that you're just equipped. I mean, you can learn skills, but people making people feel comfortable is a gift. Like, there's just one kid that's in my English class, and I won't name drop, but he is literally, he's just, like, one of the nicest people I've ever met. You probably know Mm -hmm. who I'm talking about, because I've talked about it before. But, like, he's just so... He's nice. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, we're in high school. There's people that are just mean, and he... And he is, like, he has so many friends, and he's cool, and he's popular, but he's also just nice to everyone. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen, which, you know, I'm sure we all slip up, but I haven't seen him ever, like, to anyone in that class, ever make anybody feel, yeah. you know, if he's partners with you on an assignment, like, he's nice to everyone. He's not like, oh, crap, wish I was with my friend, right. you know. He's just, he's so good at well, that. Well, that is something, I mean, like, that is... That can be something you're born with or learn mm. over time, but that is also something that, that it, you make an effort to do. Yeah. And I think that's just noticeable mm-hmm. on people. It's just yeah. people that make people feel comfortable. I like that. It's a great quality. Yeah. Um, I'm reading... Yeah, back um, to the book. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I thought it was very quality. Yeah. I'm reading I'm um, Bible Crawling by mm-hmm. Ellen Stubbs. It's going through Psalms. It's a great little devotional slow down, read through the Psalms devotional um, it, to pick up. It's, it's not long, and I really like it. And then one of our favorite books that we've listened to on Audible multiple times oh, yeah. is Nobody's Cuter Than You by Melanie so Schenkel. So good. It's one of my favorites because she just goes through all of her friends' stories. I have a whole, I have another section in my notes app about, because <laughs> I, I have a notes app section for quotes, and then I have friendship book quotes. Well, and she goes through and just goes through all of her friendships from, like, youngest that she could remember all the way until her current adult friendships and why friendships are important. And one thing that I really learned from that book, too, and we've talked about this a lot before, is that different friend, different friends fill different roles in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, then some friends just come in for a season for a specific purpose, and that's great. Um, but every friend doesn't bring the same qualities, you know? Um, and I, I just love that book cause it's, it, I mean, it, it just, I just yeah, think it's a good reminder. You, you gotta, you gotta quote. Okay. This is one, there's literally a huge list, but when we honestly ask ourselves, which person in our life means the most to us, we often find that it is those who, instead of giving much advice, solutions, or cures, have chosen rather to share our pain and touch our wounds with a gentle and tender hand. The friend who can be silent with us in a moment of despair or confusion, who can stay with us in an hour of grief and bereavement, 
who can tolerate not knowing, not curing, not healing, and face with us the reality of powerlessness. That is the friend who cares. Oh, that's good. I'd forgotten that quite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true, though. A friend, a friend that doesn't just try to fix everything yeah. really is a gift. That's a good one. You got one more? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, um, I believe that is what happened during this time in my life. God had other things for me, and he knew me so much better than I knew myself. So he moved me along to a new place. It certainly didn't lessen the pain at the time, but if I've learned anything along the way, it's that the best lessons are the ones that hurt the most. Hmm. What's one last discussion point? We can give each other a compliment. Oh, getting deep. Yeah. Okay, I'll start. (laughs) I love about you... I'm going to be real relevant. I'm going to be real, like, one thing that I really admire about you is that you have taken on things you wanted to do and made them your hobbies and really worked at them with all of your might in the last couple of years, like photography, podcast, anything that you kind of wanted to do. And there are things that none of your friends were doing, but they've just been something that you kind of stepped out and said, hey, I want to do this. And I love that about you. Mm-hmm. I've always said that, um, I've always said that, you know, some things about you and I have very similar faults and I've said before that one thing that I loved about you is that at the age of six, you really thought you could move out of your house, out of our house and move into your own place and you do life on your own. But then you'd call us at midnight because you did love your family, you know? Um, and I've always loved that independence about you Mm -hmm. that you really, wanted to you, you you want guidance from your family but you love to make your own decisions and try things and put your whole heart into that i've also loved about you that you always just are so loyal um and true to your friends mm-hmm. you know like you love your friends mm-hmm. and i've always been a really really good friend and i love that about you mm-hmm. those are my th- few couple of things i could keep going on the podcast one oh thank you the podcast one was weird too because it was like november and i had never really i'm not i mean you probably don't know this because you're my mom so i'll just talk around you but i'm like i if i'm i'm the last person to raise my hand to pray yeah yeah no, I and it's not you. because i don't want to pray it's because i stutter and i like get terrified talking yeah. in front of people because don't have confidence I, I don't have confidence right, in my voice and i've never thought i had like a radio voice or anything mm-hmm. like that so i remember it was one morning in november i made the entire instagram set it all up but then i was like what am i doing like this is it didn't feel it felt right but it also felt wrong you know like i knew that's hard. what i was yeah. supposed to be doing but i was yeah. like this cannot i was like god really like this cannot there's no way but I feel like it's been, even though this is only, like, the 10th episode, it's been such a, like, cool experience because, like, I've already made some, like, core memories sitting mm-hmm. in this car, you know, and I can remember each time, you know, it's yeah. like, I, I don't know, I just think that it's been such a cool opportunity, and it's also, like, helped me grow so much in, like, being confident and... Yeah. Well, I think it's thing. neat because you're documenting, you know, a lot of your friends and family members and people that you love, like, you're documenting what the Lord is doing in their heart. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's cool. I, I think, even go I think and it's listen super to them. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just footprints and reminders that the Lord sees us and mm-hmm. he knows where we are and that the Holy Spirit is continually working yeah. all around us. And I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. And the photography thing is like, 
I don't know. I've always just had, like, a my photography. I guess I like to say that it's... Well, I, ha I thought it was really cool because I had been t doing photography for a while mm -hmm. and was always into it. And then I found out... I Well, I knew this, but I, like... You said something, or I got reminded mm -hmm. of it, like, a month ago, that Bear was really into photography. Yeah, yeah. And Dad was, too. Yeah. Dad loved photography, But too. I, like, found out that Bear was into it, and that was, like, so cool to me. Mm -hmm. That, like, mm -hmm. he was into this. So I've, it made me feel, like, connected to him mm -hmm. in a way. But I love it. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. I but, agree. Okay, my time to give you a compliment. Let's see. Um... She's having a think, like this is Gotta embarrassing. <laughs> no, um, I, I feel like you're just genuinely nice to everyone. Thanks, like, and I, I make fun of you not because you're nice to everyone, but because you always talk and you're like, see your voice. I was like, yeah. hey, friend, how are you? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, you do make fun of me for that. But like, it's so, it really is. Like, I do notice that because not that my friends' moms aren't like that, but like, I just see that so much in you mm -hmm. that I don't see in other people. And it's like, you really just are nice to everyone. And you, like, are totally open if I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm inviting the entire... You literally hosted, like, what was that, like, 16 people Impact Weekend? Like that, yeah. And you did it without any hesitation. Like, you heard that my D group was going to get split up. And you called Jay. I was crying in the car because I was like, we can't get split up. Like, what are we going to do? And you called Jay and you're like, yeah, we can host 20 people there's at no our other, house. There's no other choice. You were like, we can host 20 people. That's totally fine. And then you did and you had all the snacks out and everything. Yeah. I no just thought choice. that was really cool. Thanks. That's sweet of you to notice. Yeah. Sweet of you to notice. And you're just like laid back. Not like, but like, it's like, you know what I mean? And I've, I've always said this about you and dad because like, You've never been, I mean, now that you let me do anything that I want, because trust me, I definitely cannot do anything I want, but, like, I feel like you guys, one, you, when I am, you guys appreciate when I, like, show trust and I see that, but mm -hmm. you also, you let me have enough freedom to, like, dad said this all the time, but let me make mistakes, mm -hmm. and I feel like that also makes it to where if you guys say, I don't want you to do this, I'm like, okay, I definitely don't need to do this. Mm -hmm. It's not just you guys being, like, overprotective. So. It's very wise of you to say that. Thank you. But <laughs> I feel like I'm real laid back when I'm like, I need you to get your laundry and I need you to clean your room. And okay, we don't have to bring that up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the truth is, my room was a wreck in high school. Yeah. Mm, there were a lot out. of times, I know, there were a lot of times Mimi left the, left the vacuum cleaner just sitting outside of my room, told me to clean it all myself. I know, that's very kind of you to think mm -hmm. I'm very laid back. And then also just like the fact that you guys like bring me to Briarwood. Because I used to not like going on Sundays. I would always... This is so bad. But I always used to pray that I'd get sick. Or I'd fake sick so I'd have to go to church. And now, if you guys are like... when I, I'm like, no, we have to go! It's true. It's true. It's true story. True story, fake. Straight from the church. car. I used straight to drag me to choir car. practice. Hated and it. Yeah, hated it. Hated it so much. Not because choir was bad. No, no, no. listening. Yeah. Not because choir was bad. It, 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 I just... It, not a, I was not a singer. You were not sold. That was not... I didn't understand the privilege that I had. But now I feel like I understand it so much of, like, what the gift is. Like, mm -hmm. I do not take the fact that I get to just go to the barn whenever I want to, like, lightly. Like, I yeah. think that that's such a gift that I can just go. So, if there's anyone listening and you aren't, yes. a, and you don't ever get to be you, and you're you've looking, made it, if you're if looking you've for made, a youth grade. If you've made it to the podcast this far and have not gone to Briarwood... What are you doing? Well, and the most important thing is that you're in a youth group that preaches the gospel mm -hmm. and encourages you in your relationship with the Lord. So if you found that, that's awesome. If you haven't, then, hey, the come join Jackson at, at BYG. Pretty much everyone that's been on the podcast except for, like, two people. Uh, True. 
Donna Brightwood. So if you story. like any of those people, please come. And if you don't, just kidding. But <laughs> true story. If you don't, you don't have to see them. True story. I love that. All right, Jackson. Well, we're gonna go inside privilege. and probably go to sleep. Yeah, I didn't get a Sonic drink in all this. You didn't even ask me what I was drinking. No, I'm just drinking a cup of water. And her, um. My, my Stanley Deep that's very nice, and the top has broken once, and I replaced it with a, um, like a Yeti cup top. Oh, so it's double dupe. And I'm drinking, a Yeti an, I'm drinking an old Chick-fil-A cup. Um, yeah, my Stanley Deep is working out awesome. Actually, I have me. my real Stanley right here. Um, I don't feel, I mean, your real Stanley is prettier, but I, It is I don't, prettier, and it's more in hip. Okay, only hip. I'm coming what back What did I on, just say? The only way I'm coming back on the podcast is if I get to go to Sonic. You didn't get to say? So you can go to Sonic. Sonic, my Sonic drink, since I'm not okay. at Sonic and I don't get to tell you what I'm drinking, since high school has been a cherry Coke. Which is disgusting. Which is not disgusting. It is. It and is. the new Sonic... That is close to us. You that only has stalls on the left side. Like you have to pull around. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't make that is the best Sonic. No, it's good. But what I'm saying is that is because the left side it, in Sonic. When I lived in Selma, there were stalls on both sides. Sometimes you would pull around the right side and park on the very end of the right side, but that was only on a Sunday night or something if you needed extra room for other cars to pull in and hang out after church. But most people knew that the cool side was to pull around Sonic to the left side, and our Sonic only has a left side, and I think that that's saying something. I'm just giving you some Sonic feedback. Yeah, well... Mm-hmm. When we, when, we go to there, Sonic, when we go to Sonic there, and record, we always sit in the Legacy Bank parking lot anyways, because it's not as hot over there. And they don't have as much parking spots. So if you sit there for like... You feel embarrassed. If you sit there for like two hours in the stall... I agree. I feel like someone's going to come up to the window and be like... Yeah. I <laughs> agree. We're just sitting there no, with a the mic. True, true story. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. But when I went to Sonic with the boys, they didn't even get anything. Nope. Nobody got anything. It was me with two corn dogs and a slushie. And then, but do they know like about Chris ninety-nine got, cent corn yeah, dogs? No, no, no. They said that, and then Chris got like some wings, which I would have not trusted. I was like, "You're not actually going to eat those, right?" Because I was like, "They don't know about ninety-nine cent corn dog yeah. night at Sonic. They or, must or the app, folks. App. If you haven't used the app, mm-hmm. Sonic app, half drink, half price drinks mm-hmm. all the time. No, but yeah, you know better. You do better. It's one of my favorite people says. All right, Who folks. Says that. Well, it's historical. It's a historical comment. But oh. one of my favorite, one of my favorite assistant principals that I've had before, she used to always say, "Hey, if you know better, you do better." That's another thing I like about you is that I look literally no. Okay, if my AP teacher listened to this, he would laugh because I was about to say I know so much history, but <laughs> um, I know so much. Like, I don't know. Like you always say, you always talk like when it's time to vote. You always say mm-hmm. that you think that voting is so important because of, like... Suffrage. 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 And I just think that's, like... Because I, like, grew up hearing all those stories. Mm-hmm. What women went through to get the right to vote is important. U.S. history is important. Mm-hmm. It, it makes... Now, you... I may not know who won the election in, like, 1860, which I could be using right now, mm-hmm. but... Um, you know. Maya Angelou. That's who I was trying to think of. Oh. Maya Angelou was actually who said, when you know better, you do better. But one of my favorite people that I know personally said that all the time, and I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, all right, folks. This has been fun. Thanks, Jackson, for having me on the podcast. You're welcome. She's wanted to be on for a while. I've been so. asking for weeks, and finally, yeah. I got us an open spot. Yeah, it's so. it's booked. 
Send me a DM today if you would like to be featured. <laughs> we'll, we'll start interviews. All right. Thanks, Jackson. Good night, everybody. Good night.